Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The Aetherius Society is an international spiritual organisation dedicated to spreading and acting upon the teachings of advanced extraterrestrial intelligences as delivered to them by Englishman George King shortly after he was contacted by an extraterrestrial intelligence known as Aetherius. Join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we discuss the Aetherius Society. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your favourite podcast for gazing at the skies and wondering what lies beyond. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. Um, I love that, your favourite podcast. Yeah, of course it is. That's optimistic. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm sure we are for some people. That's lovely. Let's I never hope. thought of it that way. It, it's more all right. It's more, <laughs> don't don't undermine me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It's wishful it's... thinking. I admit. Yeah, all right. It's wishful thinking. I admit it. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it to undermine. I just like literally never thought of it that way. Mm. And that's like really. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Maybe, maybe for someone that is true. Yeah, I've no doubt. I mean, there'll probably be an awful lot of listeners saying, "Well, actually, I prefer." Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If I, that's had to, fine. if I had to choose between the two or the yeah. three, yeah. And thankfully, nobody has to choose between any because you can listen to all of You those. can, you can. Um, what a wonderful no, world we live in. Sorry, I just like... <laughs> it was an <laughs> unexpected intro, that one, and uh, and I thought that was really nice. I went a bit off-piste, me. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we ever go off-piste on this show. Well, we don't. We never, we never digress, <laughs> do we? No, it doesn't happen. We already have done. Mm. Uh, because we haven't even mentioned what we're talking about today. Uh, which is the Arthurius Society. Is that how it's pronounced, the Arthurius? Arthurius, I believe so. Arthurius or... Arthurius? Arthurius Society. Okay, I'm sure our listeners will will know what we mean. So the Arthurius Society is a kind of religious movement, isn't it, that was founded in the 1950s, around the time, soon after all the Roswell and... The, the the term flying saucer was first coined and and people started to think about UFOs or, or unidentified aerial well, phenomena. That, there's an interesting history to it. And um, uh, now we we talk a lot on this show about your experiences and your your history uh, working for the British military. Mm. Um, but. Of course, you also had a, a stint in London as a taxi driver, did you not? I did, yes. Um, uh, as, so a, as, a, well, as, a, as an airport limo chauffeur, but basically a glorified cabbie. But 
still glorified. So the question is, hmm. did you ever receive any messages uh, saying, "Prepare yourself, you are to be the voice of interplanetary parliament"? Um, as uh, while I was working as a cabbie. Yeah. No. No, okay, because uh, the reason that's, that's what happened to George King. In 1954, he was a London taxi driver. Uh, I mean, he wasn't working at the time. You know, he didn't receive this message while driving because presumably that would be, That'd be quite dangerous. Yeah. Um, no, he was actually washing his dishes in his Maidavale home. And where did this voice come from? Was it just out of the ether or...? Yes, or pretty much. Um, he He heard it without hearing it he 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 felt it as a um a firm but gentle pressure on his eardrums okay there's that's more than just like suddenly getting an idea a, a light bulb yes. moment you know oh yes and he was he was very um particular in the in the way he described it you know he'd i mean he he was a guy who um even in 1954, he had spent sort of 10 years doing oh. some quite advanced yoga. Uh, he, he was quite an open-minded, spiritually uh, aware and, person. And yoga is part of their, their, their philosophies or their, their praxis. It's, it's one of the, the things that they, yeah, that they incorporate, I suppose, oh. uh, would be the best way. But yes, he, uh, he recognised, you know, he, 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 he said himself he was very aware of the difference between sort of flights of fantasy and, and imagination and actual real things happening. And, uh, yeah, he got this voice. Prepare yourself. You are to be the voice of interplanetary parliament. Now, he claimed that these were... He, he refers to these people as the cosmic masters who contacted him, the extraterrestrial intelligences. Yeah, these these are the sort of what we would traditionally think of as the religious gods and leaders you know it's your oh. jesus it's your buddha it's your you know that kind of but aren't there aren't there thousands and literally thousands of religious sects um worldwide that all started because someone heard a voice or someone was told by god or um Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't like to start counting, mm. but yeah, I, absolutely. But that, that's how it happens, isn't it? With um, you know, I mean, look at you know Moses and the talking bush and mm. uh, the burning bush, rather. That, but the burning bush talked to him. So it was the, it was the talking snake, but that was Adam and Eve, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Adam and Eve. Um, now, as that predated the Tower of Babel, what language were they speaking? Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um. Well, who knows? Well, that, I uh, mean, it's not yeah. a question. Do, does it, does anyone know? know? <laughs> it's uh, one of the unanswered questions. Well, as, you know, as, a bit as, like as George W. Bush famously said, "If English was good enough for our Lord Jesus Christ, it's good enough for me." <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of the great unanswered. A bit like yeah. you know. Uh, Adam and Eve, of course, had two sons, Cain and Abel, who went forth and found wives. From well, where? Murdered, yeah, from where? From another yeah. Adam and Eve who are living over the hill. Yeah, from, from Adam <laughs> yeah. and Eve next door. <laughs> well, I, I did. Um, I had a Jehovah's Witness on my doorstep once, 
and this was a guy he could tell his life had gone very badly you know he was he was covered in prison tattoos so i thought this guy could potentially be dangerous um but i said well how did that work you know they, they had two sons so how how we descended from them to and um he said, oh, well, do you know how long um, Adam lived to be? And I said, and it was something impossible, you know, 180 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And had about 40-odd children and lots of daughters as well, which, I don't, I don't, are these mentioned in the Bible? I don't... Yeah, no, yeah. I that they went on had... So, basically, it was... But, of course, the people who wrote that didn't know about um, interbreeding and genetic uh, inconsistencies and... Or maybe that's that's but that is why we are that we were created as perfect beings, and then we interbred, and what's left is us. Could be, could be. Who is to say? I mean, we we don't. I mean, we're we're, we're not being insulting of religions, but we do we do like to ask questions. And yeah, and, and so this seems like quite a quite a, a mild religion, doesn't it? I mean, they they it, it's a, a kind of aggregation of. New Age philosophy, UFO religion, yoga, as you say, um, and they're, they're generally they, they, yeah, their religious emphases include altruism, community service, nature worship, spiritual healing, and physical exercise. Well, you can't really fault that, can you? You can't say that. Absolutely, and uh, I mean, we did a, a show some time ago, of course, about Scientology mm. um, and the the alien connection there, and um, where. Scientology has a a reputation. Mm. We're not saying whether it's deserved or not, but it has a reputation of being uh, aggressive and cult like and and um, uh, uh, you know oppressive mm. within the. It, it, you know, it has that reputation. Nothing I can find about the Ethereum Society is bad. No, it's, it seems to I say very relatively conventional, attracts members from mainstream society, according to the page on Wikipedia. Um, the society's membership is relatively small, um, mm. mainly in the English-speaking world, largest numbers in the UK, US, particularly Southern California, and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got a few thousand people, I think. Um, there's about what, seven or 800 in the UK. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's it's quite a small um, movement, religion, call it what you will, um, but it's certainly a an interesting one. And one of the things I find most fascinating about it is it's very easy for those of us outside of it to look at it and say, "Oh, it's all a bit silly," and you know, which, which um, you would do for any religion. Which you would for any religion that came about today. Even um, very religious people who look at other people's religions and say, that's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, well, that happens an, an awful lot, of course. Um, but, you know, the, the, you know, the idea that this guy is interpreting messages from oh. these beings on Venus and Saturn... Uh, and what have you, given our level of scientific knowledge, you know, it seems improbable at best. Um, but but we did we did do an earlier show, didn't we, about um, 
whether Jesus was an extraterrestrial. We did. And some of the references in the Bible of you know flying in on a flaming shield and you know, could that be a, could that be the UFO? <laughs> and um, in, in in this society's teachings, um, yes, as you say, the various religious figures come from different planet cosmic masters such as Buddha, Jesus, Lao Tzu, all well, come to Earth to teach us the correct way of living. To 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 clarify what I'm saying, that I'm not. I'm not saying it's unlikely that these beings are extraterrestrial. What I'm saying is it's unlikely that they came from Venus or Saturn, specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our scientific understanding of our, our neighbouring planets is such that the chances of life being there and coming from there mm. is is really slim. It's It's more likely to come from another solar system. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, but I think um, it's only recently that we've really understood what our what our planets comprise. Isn't it? That how, how long have we known that you know, the the outer planets in our solar system are just big gas balls? You can't go and land on Jupiter or Saturn, um, or, or you know. I, I remember seeing a film called Queen of Outer Space, starring Jar Jar Gabor, made in the nineteen fifties, and the Venus is the female planet. Yeah, inhabited by all these obviously beautiful women, um, because that's how they made things in the 1950s. But um, oh, the Romans yeah. have a lot to answer and, for. And, <laughs> and, yeah, I can say maybe at the time scientific knowledge knew that that Venus was was boiling hot and rained sulfuric acid, and you know that there's no way any, <laughs> anyone anything like a human being could live there. Maybe maybe you know, someone's, someone's making a B movie; they just don't care. Yeah, we just like the sound of it. That's that's absolutely true. Um, and do you know what? So doing doing our research about it, I, I'm actually quite impressed with the Etheria Society. Um, kind of look, looking from the outside in, hmm. I'm rather rather taken by that. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm about to become a convert or anything like that, but. I admire them. I got a lot of respect for them. Um, they must get a lot of stick and a lot of ridicule for what they do. But you know, those people that do it stick to their guns, and they do it. They they seem to be so. Whenever you see, you, you look at the interviews and and um, the video footage, they all seem so good natured about it all. Are they based anywhere in particular? For instance, in the UK. I mean, I can imagine if they're based in, say, London, they'll have a little a little place somewhere and, and most people will take no notice of them. It'll only be the adherents who would know about it and go there. Whereas if they're in small town up in Suffolk or somewhere, um, the, the whole village will know about it and would <laughs> really take the piss out of them, maybe firebomb their meeting hall. And, you, know, you, know what you know what they're like out in the, in the, in the sticks. <laughs> Having spent yeah. most of my life yeah. living out on the sticks, there's an angry <laughs> mob of peasants with pitchforks and blazing torches outside. We don't all go around talking like yes, you know. <laughs> Get burned as witches. Burn yeah. the witch! Yeah. Uh, no, um, please don't. <laughs> um, uh, I... I, I huh. I'm I'm not 100%, but I believe they do have uh, a place in London, and uh, I think they've got a fair size one over in Devon, 
uh, which for our American listeners is indeed the rural part of of the country. Yeah, for for reference, uh, watch the movie Straw Dogs. <laughs> see what see what the West Country is like. It's not really the, the like early one, starring that. Dustin Hoffman, made by Sam Peckinpah. It's a classic. It's not really like. That. Watch <laughs> the Wicker Man. It's more like that. Yeah, the Wicker Man. Yes. <laughs> Not the remake. <laughs> the awful, awful. Oh, the, the Nicholas, the legendary Nicholas oh, Cage. Oh gosh! That's no, the terrible. original. Um, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. And uh, Christopher Lee. Mm. Yeah, if but don't watch it if you don't like lots of female nudity. No, no. Um, well, I mean, watch it. It's a great film. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've we digressed again. Yeah, again, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so. Like I said, they're going to get... Well, they do get ridicule in the sort of mainstream media and publicly. Um, they seem very good-natured about it. And again, kind of drawing a comparison, which is dangerous, I know, but um, but looking at it alongside Scientology, uh, the Arthurian Society are very open about their practices, about what they do, oh. how they do it... Um, they they don't seem to sort of keep secrets or anything like that. Well, critics of Scientology have said, well, yeah, they keep the really weird stuff secret until until they've kind of lured you in and and got you committed, and and mm. then they, you, it just gradually gets weirder and weirder, and it's like boiling a frog. You suddenly realise yes. where where you've arrived, or you don't realise because you just you just anaesthetised all the time. Yes, I mean I I got the reference you were making there, but just in case anybody's wondering what the <laughs> hell you're talking about with boiling frogs, uh, there is this theory that uh, if you want to boil a frog, you put it in a pan of cold water and gently raise the heat, and the frog <laughs> won't not- notice, and it'll just boil to death. Um, yeah. It's actually untrue that is it? <laughs> no. A frog will jump out when the water gets too hot. Okay. Um, don't ask me how they know that. Because <laughs> I can't think you of a nice way that they find out. But, no, I have it on good authority that uh, that it's it's not true. But right. that's the, the principle you were talking about, and mm. it does apply with a lot of human nature. Oh, another, another sacred cow goes to the slaughter. Um, <laughs> I mean, do does. they even refer to themselves as a, a religion? Because they seem yes. to just incorporate religious, a few religious ideas and and general healthy practices. I mean, it just seems like a a nice club to belong to. Uh, well, their big um, banner, if you like, their their tagline for the Arthurian Society is cooperating with the gods from space. Okay, that does imply. Um, religious yeah. aspect to it cooperating not not yeah. obeying not blindly obeying their cosmic not obeying our cosmic masters yes i mean they they are the Arthurian society so hmm. maybe they're a society rather than a religion thinking about it do any other religions call themselves a society um the oh, quakers they do called? have um they i think they have a bishop is it an ordained bishop. Yeah, no, they're definitely a religion. Definitely right. a religion. Um, now, one of their main practices, I, I absolutely love this, um, is the storing in physical batteries of spiritual prayer energy. Have, have you come across this in the... No, um, I haven't, no. 
they they get together in their congregation and they they pray and chant and there's a lot of the sort of um the sonic rhythmic vibrations that you get you know a bit like when oh. uh, like ohm is is the sound of creation oh. it's that kind of level stuff um but they, uh, they home, pray. I suppose that um as i just said um, yeah, um, um. Um, <laughs> yeah. well you said oh um, i should have said what <laughs> one for the electricians in the <laughs> listening in there um but uh yeah um so i mean you know but mm. please stick with us don't don't resist and resistance is futile <laughs> we can't have homes <laughs> Uh, right, yeah. yeah, stop that there with the puns. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, they, they they do this prayer and and generate this prayer energy, and it's it's channeled into these physical batteries huh. that are then stored, and they release it to help with all sorts of these global disasters when there's peace talks going on that, that i mean they firmly believe that they have averted nuclear war on this planet through this oh. method okay um but yeah but really um uh yeah relief from global you know when there's a tsunami and things like that so, so open these batteries up to put this prayer energy out into so, the world and make it a better place. So, so what do these batteries look like? Are they just like plastic tubs, or what? Are they, uh, they they'll, be, they'll be in the room with the tub open doing their own, and, and then suddenly someone someone just run and slam the lids on the tubs. Okay, we, I think we've got enough. <laughs> Not far <laughs> off. Um, I've I've only seen a picture of one from the outside, so I don't know what what they are inside. Oh. Um, but they're large box shaped um they they stand on tripods when i say large i suppose they're maybe um two foot by two foot by two foot um as a as a cube one end of which is open with a a lid i suppose and that's the bit that that faces the uh oh praying um, and it goes into this and yes there is in fact a a cover that goes over the top of that once it's uh it's been filled but oh. I don't know what's inside. I'm saying it's open. I know that's the the end. I've not seen what is it actually looks like on the end. Just I've only seen it from the side. Oh, it's, not, it's not like bottling um, a fart or not, not a million miles away. Um, <laughs> but because uh, it sits on these tripods, and yeah, oh. they, they'll just take one off and open it and release the yeah when it when it's time. So oh, very oh. altruistic, very open. So, all right. So, if you've got a congregation of say, I don't know, you've got thirty people there, and they can all do this om om om, and, and they can store it up. So, is that like when, when there's a big crisis, and they want to avert it? They can they can all get together and do the om, and then release all the previous ohms that they've done as well. Yes. That's yeah. That's exactly so basically, it. Basically, it's like you can double your congregation by saying we've got this stuff stored. We've got, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, and and I do know they open the batteries at specific points in time to, uh, yeah, just to make the world a better place when it's needed. Oh. I think that's lovely. I, I think that's absolutely charming. Do you, do you think there are 
like, like a lot of religions, like certainly like Church of England, there are lots of people who kind of just go along with it and don't really believe. But for instance, if you live in a small village, um, you might go to church on Sunday because everyone else does and it's part of the community and you don't necessarily believe in it all, but you know, I, <laughs> you'll be ostracised if you don't. I know the I, I know the type of thing you're talking about very much. And, there, and people and go along just just for the, the the social aspect of it, or you know, like people will join the Church of Satan just to annoy their parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I honestly don't think it's that because, I mean, you're not going to get you know entire villages of people who are part of the Arthurian society. Mm. Um, so so you're not going to get that enclosed environment in the first place. I mean it makes makes me laugh when you you get um you know entire towns who are all deeply deeply christian and you say yeah but if you were if you were born in a muslim country you'd be a muslim no I wouldn't. Like, yeah. Yeah, really. But I mean <laughs> we, we we don't really get that much in Britain because we're not we're not very religious. We're certainly a lot less religious than say America where I think you do have towns that have been founded by religions and you know you, you, everyone goes to the church and they have these we have a we have a weird thing in this country where um the common everyday normal people in the street uh, yeah we're, we're not absolutely mm. we're not religious but we have a monarchy which mm. is you know in, in currently it's a queen ordained by god yes uh we have you know these politicians who are all, you know, kind of an extension of of this. They, they all claim oh. to be these deep, you know, Christian, spiritual people, and then you know they go out oh. doing despicable things. But that's a whole other yeah. thing. Uh, they certainly don't live by Christian values. Uh, but um, but yeah, but you do have a massive separation now. Now allegedly, we're supposed to have a separation between state. And church here, are we? But well, I yeah. thought America. I know America did, but you know, our head of state is the head of the Church of England. We're specifically, um, um, they're, they're specifically linked, aren't they? I mean, Britain. I mean, we have bishops in the House of Lords who, who vote on legislation. The only other country in the world that has religious clerics as part of its government is Iran. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it's so America this, but, I'm thinking of them. But, but um, actually, uh, the, yeah, the average person in the street isn't very religious, even the ones who go to church. You don't often... I mean, it's it's quite unsettling sometimes if, if you're talking to an American and they'll suddenly say, well, you know, I was praying with my family and Jesus told me to do... Uh, well, well, this is weird. In America, it's not so weird, but in, in Europe, it really is regarded as weird. I've lived in Holland a lot, and Holland does have a Bible belt, and they have... A very strict form of Protestantism and there used to be whole towns where they would be dressing in 19th century gear if you tried to drive through the town on a Sunday and they're walking to church they're just all sort of walking up the road in a crowd they won't get out of your way they'll turn around and glare at you and <laughs> they, they, they're not allowed televisions and things or they, they certainly weren't I think things have been relaxed in, in recent years but yeah, I've known people who grew up without television. They'd never been into a cinema. They didn't know, they didn't even know what it was. Wow. Um, yeah, in in Holland, which you regard, yeah, it was a very sort of liberal, progressive, progressive yeah. country. But you've got this very, very strict religious Bible Belt. 
they actually call it the Bible Belt, and I've, I've lived in the Bible Belt. Yeah, in in Holland. Fascinating. But so yeah, it is probably America I'm thinking of that has the separation of church and state. But, mm. but America, don't they pledge allegiance every morning to the flag and, and talk about you know one nation under God? And uh, I mean, what, it, I think their, America, their, I mean, their money has in God we trust. Yeah, in God we trust. And I mean, Written I know it's it. um, I mean, without getting into American politics, um, there are always. It's it's this this separation of church and state thing because it's in their constitution, but it's always being challenged. Um, there mm. are always, you know, I suppose, mainly Republicans. It's mainly the relig- the religious right who want to introduce compulsory prayer in schools and and or compulsory prayer in government, and they they definitely want to remove this separation between. I mean, they would become a the- theocracy if they had their way. Well, by by having a statement about God. On their currency, they have compulsory um, mm. prayer. That that is compulsory prayer. Yeah, that's that's not giving anyone the opportunity to remove themselves from from their religion. Well, um, I suppose if so, t- yeah. That this it's a complete not a myth. Then well, what that, we're saying. Yeah, but they, they know they have um, they have a, a culture, um, an American culture, which. Is to worship money, so well, it's, it's, it's in God well. on our money. <laughs> so when people are worshiping the money, at least God gets a look in. <laughs> but but maybe they say, should have a picture of a golden cow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're talking about the atheists. They're also not the only religious group to be inspired by unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, and another case, another society I'm thinking of that uh, came into the news. Actually, it was a fair... Uh, I'd forgotten how long ago it was. Um, do you remember the Heaven's Gate cult? Yes. In San Diego, California. Yes. Um, and uh, it, 1997 it was. that so they um, when, when When um, Halley's Comet appeared in the sky, that was their oh, signal. Yeah, yeah we're, we're off to go and... We're off to go and um, start a new life. We're going to leave planet Earth. We're going to, as they call it, graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with Ty's crew. And the other sheriffs, county sheriffs, found um, 39 dead bodies in this in this um, house in um, San Diego. Including Not that we're drawing parallels between them and the Ethereum Society. No, itself. I'm just saying it's a... <laughs> Where the Ethereum Society is a fairly sort of moderate mainstream, you can imagine your bank manager being a part of it. Um, Heaven's Gate was definitely the kind of thing which draws in young people and separates them from their previous life. It it causes them to lose their friends and to sever ties with their families, and and you know. And that's in, an evil, dangerous cult that does that sort of thing. Cult, yeah, and and ultimately gets to commit suicide. I, I remember reading at the time when they examined the bodies; they pretty much most of the men had been castrated. Wow! Long since. Yeah, it was all part mm. of. Um, not good, not good. But uh, but you know what? It's, it's time for our summary on the Arthurius Society. Um, so. I'll start by asking, you know, have, had you ever heard of the Arthurius Society um, prior to this episode? I don't think I had, no. 
Right, right. I mean, I I had. They've come up time and time again, and I think they come up quite frequently in ufology. Mm. So, of course, because I'd heard of them multiple times, it's one of those things I automatically assume everyone's heard of them, you know? Right. No, I haven't. Um, I mean, yeah. So I, I see them as quite famous in, in that regard. It, it sounds like something out of an episode of The Avengers. <laughs> That's the, the original Adventures, not, not, not the not, Marvel. Not, not Marvel's <laughs> Adventures. I mean, John Steed and Emma Peel. You know, yes. If yes. any of our listeners are old enough to remember them. <laughs> I'm sure some will be. Um, most of our listeners are, are our sort of age group. Well, my age group, Neil. Oh, right. So, <laughs> and you you've go. heard of John Steed and Emma Peel? Yeah, of course I have. I grew up with them, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, the, I'm, I'm going to, I suppose, ask you do, do you think there's anything in what they claim? Um, what you can actually they can actually bottle their prayers and release them. Mm. Um, no, I don't think I don't think sound waves work like that. I, mean, I know not that buying they, into they, it. Um, no, but if that's what they believe, but uh, I mean, oh, I suppose we could open up a whole new topic now, which probably isn't the time to do it. But <laughs> you know, I, I I certainly believe that with our thoughts, we can affect the world around us more than we realise. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, that, what you attract to yourself, what you repel from yourself, is is often uh, an unconscious thing. It's 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 your thoughts that do that. You can you can change your way of thinking. You can yes, you can I've, learn to think in different ways and 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 have a different life as a result. Well, I've I've theorised for a long time now, probably you know a good couple of decades since I originally came up with this theory that or this idea. Um, that there are many, many different types of energy around us. There are um, mm. kind of, yes, yeah, suppose you would call them spiritual energy, but there are some that affect our emotions, some that affect our our physical health. You know, mm. all all sorts of different different um, energies flying about, and that we can subconsciously manipulate those energies. And when we get into things like crystal healing and uh, candle magic and that sort of thing. What we're doing, we're just finding a way of focusing our subconscious minds to manipulate those energies. So mm. it's not the actual crystal doing the healing, it's us, but the crystal is a way of us sort of controlling that, if, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so why wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't prayer be any different to that as yeah, a way so of putting ourselves in that mental state? So I suppose I can change my mind and say, yeah, it, it probably does do something, but not, not the way they think. Yeah, who, who knows? Um, positive, I mean, I, positive thought, positive energy, isn't it? It, it, um, it, it can't hurt, and it, it can possibly, possi but certainly negative energy, negative thoughts, you know, that <laughs> you need to get rid of them. You know. Yeah. Well, they, they have, I mean, any um, psychologist or, or therapist in particular will say there's no such thing as a negative thought. Just one that doesn't serve a purpose anymore. Hmm. Um, but uh, but no, I, I yeah, I, I can I can get on board with the idea that they are doing something, and and it's the whole, you know, you keep doing a thing because you're seeing results from it. Um, hmm. 
I struggle a bit with the whole some of these masters are from Venus and Saturn. If, if they said from other planets, I'd probably be a bit more open to it. Other dimensions. I'd other be dimensions to... I'd be open to, but specifically Venus and Saturn. Maybe they just need I'd updating struggle. a bit. The trouble is, that's what they have specifically been told by these masters through George King. Um, so mm. there's that. Um, I mean, speaking, of, I'm, I'm going to mention one thing about. We, we've gone on quite a bit longer than normal, but um, oh. I'm going to mention one thing about. He is referenced as Doctor George King an awful lot. Mm. I am utterly unable to find out what his doctorate is in. I, I, I as I understand it, every anyone is allowed to call themselves Doctor. The only thing that's actually against the law is to claim that you're a medical doctor when you're not. Really? Any, anyone could just call themselves doctor this or doctor that. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'll mean, have to you're, look you're, into that. You're opening yourself up for ridicule when people find that you don't actually have any kind yeah. of PhD it's or on, It's only on the Aetherius Society website and its hmm. um, supporters um, that they refer to him as Dr. Dr. George hmm. King. Every, in the mainstream, it's just George King. Um, but you know what? It'd be really nice if we have any listeners out there who are members of the Aetherius Society. Do get in touch because we'd love to hear from you directly and we'd love to interview you for the show as well. That would That'd be amazing. That would be really, really good. So do do get in touch. Um, and the same for all our listeners. You know, Get in touch with your own stories. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what experiences you've had. We want to hear if you think it's all a load of nonsense. And, and why you think that, we want to hear. Uh, you can get in touch via the usual means, Facebook and Twitter by searching Aliens Explored, or, of course, on our website, aliensexplored.com. Um, and don't forget to leave us that uh, cheeky review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help. Uh, but, Neil, we've got an interesting one. We've got a current events one next time. Ooh, we're talking we talk about? about we're going to be talking about covid um, not the covid bill uh release of information that's that's coming in a few weeks time that's a different uh, COVID conversation that's going to be episode 50 <laughs> but we are going to be talking about whether or not covid comes from space oh is this a, are we Ooh. under an alien attack are we indeed that's what we'll be debating next time so stay tuned for that one listeners I say stay tuned don't stay tuned all week. <laughs> tune in again you're going to get week, bored yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh you don't tune in anymore do you why do we say tune in these days I, I just like the sound of it it does sound good doesn't it yeah. yes so same bat time same, same bat, bat channel <laughs> <laughs> anyway in the meantime Keep listening out for those psychic instructions and keep watching the skies. Take care from me. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.